This is Emmanuel Today, taking steps toward God's possible in your life. It's now time for you to sit back and prepare for insights on your walk with Christ. Let's join today's message right now. All right, we want to welcome everybody to Emmanuel this weekend. If you're worshiping with us online or if you're at any of our locations, we're so excited. How many are thankful that God is on the move, right, at our church? Come on, right? He is. That wasn't very good cheering, but that's okay. Uh, He's on the move, and it's exciting to see and be a part of all that God is doing. You saw in the bumper video, uh, we are in a series entitled Fuel. Pastor Nate preached last weekend, week one. If you missed it, you can go online. You can watch that. It'll be an incredible blessing to you. This is week two of our Fuel series, and uh, our topic is our mission to change the world. Everybody say the word our. Our mission to change the world the world. And it's just so exciting what, again, what God is doing in our church. And this series is going to lead us right up to Miracle Offering. And Hal Donaldson will be our guest speaker. And Pastor Nate will be sharing some that weekend as well in just two weeks. So uh, tell your neighbors, tell your coworkers, get people uh, to all of our locations because the next several weeks are going to be incredible. And just, I love that we get to be a part of what God is doing. So as we talk about our mission to change the world, can I share some really good news with us today. How many like some really good news, right? Um, just, just so far year to date, talking about lives being changed, just year to date. So the last uh, almost 10 months, but not quite, nine and a half months, uh, at here at Emmanuel, representing all locations, there's been 1,907 1, people that have committed their lives to Jesus. Come on, somebody. How many? That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And all, every week there's prisoners that watch our, our messages in jail and people are finding Jesus that way. Of that number, that's just at our locations and, and on our website, joining us online, people give their life to Christ. Of that number, over 400 of them are children and young people. And I don't know about you, but how many think it's amazing that young people, that kids are giving their lives to Christ? It is, it's, it's just super exciting. So I love it. Our mission to change the world. I encourage you to take notes today. I encourage you to, uh, if you look in our Emmanuel app, there's actually fill in the blank where you can take some additional notes as well. You can follow along on your phones or in your journals. John chapter four and verse uh, 34. If you love God's word, say yes. Yes. Then this is your message because we're gonna dive into some incredible truths in scripture. Then Jesus explained, my nourishment or my fuel My nourishment comes from doing. Everybody say the word doing. Doing Doing the will of God. Not knowing, not hearing, not understanding. He literally, this is Jesus speaking. He literally says, my nourishment, my fuel comes from doing the will of God. Who sent me and from finishing his, everybody say his, his his work. So Jesus says, Jesus, the Son of God, says that the mission I'm all about is the Father's mission. He's the Son of God. And he's like, my fuel, my nourishment comes from doing the, doing the will of God, doing the mission of God, who sent me, and from finishing his work. This will be up on the screen. Some of you will know this phrase. Some of you will be new to you. The phrase, missio Dei. 
Missio Dei. Missio Dei simply means this. It means the mission of God. Let's say that together. One, two, three. The mission of God. That's what Missio Dei means. It means the mission of God, that, that we are on mission to change the world. Jesus was saying, my nourishment, my fuel comes from being active in doing the mission of God. And so it's awesome to learn about it, to know about it, all that kind of stuff, but to be active in doing the mission of God is so amazing. Everybody, when you walked in today to our church, to every location, you receive this card. You can grab it right now if you don't mind doing it. Matter of fact, you can take notes on the back if you needed to. This card is intentional. It talks about our Kingdom Builder teams. And I love this, I believe in this, but so many in our church do. And uh, it talks about the next six teams that are going out. There's two other teams that are going to Argentina. There'll be eight teams that will happen. Even as I talk about this, there's a picture of our team that just got back from Honduras just like five days ago. They just got back. We had teams just get back from Honduras, just get back from Guatemala. How many of you know that even in the midst of all that's going on, God's sending teams out and people are coming back. And so I encourage you to be the mission of God. And don't pray, God, should I go? Pray, God, which one should I go on? There's a bold prayer, right? Don't pray, God, which, God, should I do this? Pray, which one? I don't know about you. How many, I'm excited that so many of our young people are going to be going on teams this summer. I mean, that is super cool as well. And there, there are so many things that are available. So here's the key question that I'm going to ask us this weekend. The key question is this. How does God want to use me to fuel his mission? How does God want to use me to fuel his mission? At the end of the day that I'm praying that, you're praying that, everybody's asking, it's, not, it's, it's for us as a church, but really it's a personal question. How does God want to use me to fuel his mission? And I felt this strong this morning, you know, even as I asked that question, and if you're writing down, I'll say it one more time, how does God want to use me to fuel his mission? There may be some this weekend, you may be feeling right now like, well, uh, Pastor Darren, I, I, that's not me. I'm not ready yet. I'm fairly new in this whole Christianity thing. And maybe, maybe I'm not the one or I'm not worthy enough. I've messed up quite a bit recently. Can I just say, if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you, God is ready to use you. And you are qualified to be used by God. Because the moment we say, hey, prove to us how perfect you are, we're all out. Right? So when we talk about the mission of God, we're all growing, we're all learning, we're all pressing into the things of God, we're all a work in progress. But if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can ask this question, pray this question, and I believe the Spirit of God will speak to you about stuff you're doing now and other things that he wants to lay on your heart. I think that is so, so true. I wanna share an illustration story with you because it's, it's a true story. You'll see a few pictures in a few moments. And in 2000, September 2013, uh, the U.S. Navy commissioned a new Virginia-class attack nuclear submarine called the USS Minnesota. So it was just eight years ago that this sub was commissioned, and we'll show you these pictures on the screen of the USS Minnesota. And it's just amazing, it's incredible to look at, and this is the one where you'll see that it's in the water, it's going through the water. It's, a, it's just an incredible, incredible warship, a war sub that the US Navy commissioned. And it also has uh, this, this emblem painted on it. So this is, this is the emblem. How many think that's hilarious right there? I just think it's so cool that the USS Minnesota first has a walleye painted on it, 
That's kind of crazy, right? I'm, we're, we're, I'm a Minnesotan, so I can pick on us. We're a little crazy. But it's also got a Minnesota Viking-like guy right on there too, right? You know? And I researched this weekend, by the way, there is no sub with a Packers logo. None. None. Yeah, there isn't. So eat your heart out. We might not be able to beat you on the field, but yeah. Anyways. It's just amazing. This submarine's 7,800 tons. It's 377 feet long. It, 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 uh, it's just this incredible thing. When I see those pictures, I'm like, I don't know about you, I'm like, I want to drive that thing. I don't even know if I do this, but I want to drive it. Um, let me ask you the question. Guess the average time between refuelings for this sub. How long does the fuel in this sub last? And I'll give you a hint. It's way longer than the Toyota Prius. It's way longer. The time before this sub needs to be refueled is 33 years. It's a nuclear sub, 33 years. I share that with you because here's my thought, my principle, fully aligning our lives with God's mission fuels us for eternity. When we fully align, everybody say fully. When we fully align our lives, with God's mission, it will fuel us for all eternity. It will. And it's incredible to think about it. It's incredible that when we go all in on God's mission, that he'll take care of all these other small little things in our lives and he'll, he'll come alongside of us and he'll be on the journey with us. And that's what we wanna do. Our mission, Missio Day, to change the world. God help us to do that. So today, the rest of this message this weekend, we're gonna talk about tithing and generosity. And don't get too excited right now, church, okay? But we're gonna talk about it, and I am very comfortable, I actually get very excited to teach on this. And I'm gonna lay some starting point foundations because I don't wanna to take too much time to, to set it up. But it's really, we're gonna talk about it just as it's part of our mission. Pastor Nate set the series up last week. The next week, remember he said, hey, wear your work clothes or whatever you wear to work. We're gonna talk about living out the mission of God day to day in our lives. And then Hal Donaldson will wrap it up on miracle offering. And this weekend, we're looking at tithing and generosity as part of our mission. Second Corinthians chapter eight and verse seven. Everybody say, I'm ready. All right, you can do better, but I'll, I'll stick with that. Here we go. Since you excel in so many ways, in your faith, your gifted speakers your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love from us. Paul says, I want you to excel also in the gracious act of giving. So Paul is telling all of his followers, all of God's followers, the whole group that's gathered with him there, I want you to excel in the gracious act of giving. So God's desire for Darren as I get stretched as I prepare this message, for all of us, is that when the opportunity comes up like it does this weekend, that when we get an opportunity to grow in our ability to excel in the gracious act of giving, that we would be leaning into that. That we would be excited, that we'd be passionate, that we'd be like, okay, God, speak to me. So here's the four, here's four or five foundation points as we, as we walk through this message that I just want you to hear and receive. The first one is this. Don't confuse conviction with guilt. As we talk about tithing and generosity, don't confuse conviction with guilt. 
God, by his Holy Spirit, does bring conviction into our lives. God does not bring guilt into our lives. Guilt is from the enemy. Conviction is from the Holy Spirit. We invite conviction. We say no to guilt. So Emmanuel is not about guilt. Emmanuel is about listening to the voice of God and learning and saying yes to Jesus, right? That's what we're about. So just don't confuse the two. And it's tricky because even as I was writing this message, the Holy Spirit was challenging me, convicting me on some things, just like God always does, but in such a loving way. Here's the next starting point. Don't confuse obedience with legalism. I wish I could teach on this longer, but I can't. I'll just say it. Don't confuse obedience with legalism. God calls us to obedience. Don't let the enemy tell us that that's legalism. Obedience to God, to his word, to his commands actually sets us free. Legalism binds us up. And we are not about binding up, right? Everybody say amen. All right, here's the next one. Don't confuse possession with ownership. Don't, put, don't confuse possession with ownership. Another great principle. How many of you know that if you loan me your car and I get to drive it for a week, I do not own that thing. I just possess it. Matter of fact, when you come to get it back, you're gonna make it clear that I don't own it, right? <laughs> possession is something that's in my presence, in my possession, in my, in my hands right now, but I might not necessarily own it. Next one, first and foremost, giving is an act of worship. Giving is an act of worship. Before obedience, before checking the box, before resourcing the world, before building our local church, all of which are great things, before all of that, first and foremost, giving is an act of worship. It's an act of saying, God, you are so amazing. And, and here's, here's the last kind of foundation. God wants us to experience the great joy of generosity. Everybody say joy. He wants us to experience the joy of generosity. Just this week, a week ago, I got an email from a Kingdom Builders partner, Emmanuel partner that's been in Southeast Asia and Thailand for many, many, many years. And, um, and a number of years ago, I was a part of a team that helped resource a, a children's home in Northern Thailand. You gotta understand Thailand is somewhere around 99% Buddhist in population, way less than one half of 1% Christian. At this children's home with 200 children, we were able to resource it a few years ago. This children's home, this children's home has over 50% of the kids that are living born again for Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, but that's pretty amazing, right? So yeah, you can clap for that. But anyways, he uh, reaches out and says, hey, hey, Pastor Darren, uh, 20 of the children and the pastor contacted, or contracted COVID and have to go into quarantine, and we don't have enough money to get tests for all the other kids, almost 200 children, so they can be back in school. We don't know if they have COVID or not, but we don't have the money for the tests. And I said to him, hey, what's the, what's the money? And he says to me, it's $1,300 total to test the kids. Guess what I said? It's on the way, right? I mean, I said, Emmanuel Kingdom Builders, we got it. And what I love about it, when I talk about the joy that comes in those moments, is incredible. And so I will say to all of us as a church, every location, thank you for being faithful in your Kingdom Builders giving. Because guess what? I didn't have to say, hey, 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 missionary, next week we'll take an offering and see if we can do that. I was able to say, hey, the people of Emmanuel love the people of Thailand and love the children in that home, and we want to help. 
That is amazing. That is God. That is so incredible. So I love it. Let me see if I get this great a cheer after this next point. Here we go. Um, some people today, some are here today, some are in church, often longtime Christians, some debate. They debate this. They debate that tithing is an Old Testament standard and doesn't fit in the New Testament thus today. Um, I will not ask you to raise your hand, okay? So please don't. Um, but there's people that believe that. I don't mean to disrespect your belief at all. I just would want to submit all of our beliefs to the word of God. And there's people that feel that way, and I understand that, and it's really great to have dialogue about it, longer dialogue. Uh, but let me, let me just share this one passage, and then we'll move on to the, the foundational chapter and, and some great application points. Luke chapter 11 and verse 42. Jesus is speaking. Everybody say Jesus. He says, what sorrow awaits you Pharisees? For you are careful, you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes. Let me just pause and say, which part of yes don't we understand, right? So again, just, just, just hear Jesus' words. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things as well. So there's other important things in Scripture, yes, but Jesus affirms it as a great beginning place. So I'm going to ask you this question. How many at church today, online as well, no matter what location you're at, you would prefer, in discussions, you prefer clarity over ambiguity? If you prefer clarity, just raise your hands right now versus kind of ambiguity. Well, this is the sermon for you, Okay. Because we're going to bring some clarity, and we're going to, uh, and it's going to be specific. And but I, again, I would ask you to remember the, the the starting points, the foundations of just just allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us and stuff like that. So Malachi chapter three and verse six says this: uh, starts off with this, "I am the Lord, and I do not change." Should we close in prayer right there? What do you think? No. Right? I mean, we could stop there, couldn't we? I am the Lord. And I do not change. Now return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. But you ask, how can we return when we have never gone away? Don't miss that. How can we return when we have never gone away? Should people cheat God? You have cheated me. But you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? You have cheated me out of the tithes and, everybody say and, and offerings. So it's, it's possible to cheat or rob God in tithes and offerings, either one. And uh, he says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, everybody say, if you do. Tithing is something that unlocks the incredible goodness of God. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant for what I, for I will guard them, I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Amen. Right? 
That's so good. I love God's truth. So let me, let me give you these, these key points. There's a number of them. And again, just there's gonna be a few that may say, okay, God, Holy Spirit, help me with this one. That's so natural. I'm learning, you're learning. We're all learning together. So let's jump in. The first one is this. The tithe belongs to God, not me. The tithe, this is really important, belongs to God, not me. Remember when I said don't confuse possession with ownership? The tithe belongs to God, not me. There's a moment, I wish we could talk more about this because it's incredible in that passage, and I read it twice, where, 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 the, where the Lord was saying that you have been robbing me and you have cheated me of this and, and I want you to return to me. And their answer was, their answer was, how can we return to you when we have, watch this, when we have never fallen away? How can we return to you, God, when we haven't pulled away, was their exact words. So when we read later in that passage, it says, I'll do this for your crops and this for your crops and the insects will go away and this will happen. There'll be this abundance. The Israelites were in a season where their crops, where there was pestilence, where their crops were being damaged and where, where resources were not abundant and things were tough. Watch this. Same thing happens in 2021. They felt, they were, they were actually clueless to the idea that they had pulled away from God. And because they were in a tough season financially, they felt it was justified to pull back from God's standard. Boy, that happens all the time. When we're in a tough season and a difficult season, what we should do is hold closer to God's standard than ever before. And that's what God was saying to him through the prophet. It's just, it's just, that's why the tithe belongs to God, not me. Let's, let's keep going. The, the tithe is the first 10%. The tithe is the first 10%. Everybody say first. First, gross, not net. Smile at me right now, okay? Because some of you are like, oh no, oh no. He said that. Yeah, I did. Gross, not net. So you got to refigure some things maybe. That's okay. We all got to refigure some things. It's, it's always been in scripture the first. So in Darren's life, my tithe is off the top of everything. It's before my taxes, it's before my retirement, it's before my health insurance deductions, it's before all of that, God is the first. The tithe should be brought to one church, my church. It's getting quiet again. Thank you for that, amen. Should be brought to one church, my church. Say the word storehouse. I believe the word of God's really specific on this. It, now, I know that some, maybe you've not heard this teaching in, in Malachi 3 kind of really laid out like this. I know so some will give some here and give some here and give some here. Really great causes, really great ministries. I understand that. I had family that, that did that for years and until we realigned kind of according to what we, what we understood God to be calling us to, which is what we're talking about. And it, it's, that, it's that place, storehouse is singular. So we are to bring all our tithe to our house of worship. And can I just say to finish up this point, I am so thrilled that we are in a church, Emmanuel, that stewards God's money wisely. I am. I don't know if you're happy about that, but I'm happy about that. I care about that. It matters to me. Yeah, you can clap for that because it's true. I love that we have a, a board and a finance team and we have staff that have integrity and character and we have checks and balances in place and every one of our Kingdom Builders partners gets vetted and we just make why. I'm so thankful that that is the case for our church and I'm, we're blessed by it. Here's the next one. I gotta move quick. The tithes should never be used as a vote. 
The tithe should never be used as a vote. I put that in there. I've not taught on this before because I just want, to, I want you to know the tithe is not situational. The tithe is just an obedience step. We'll talk about our, our above the tithe, our generosity. Again, you may wrestle with this a little bit. That's okay. I invite you to wrestle with God a little bit on this. It's all good. But I'm just going to say it's not a vote. It's not one of those things that, well, I like what the church is doing this year, and I agree with the vision this year, and that's, but, well, I don't want to build, I don't want to launch that new campus, that new location, and, and it's this thing where I kind of keep evaluating it. My tithe is my faithful obedience to God, and it's what I present to him. So just, 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 be, cl- just be clear on that. Here's the next few. The tithe opens the door to God's blessing. It's getting better now, isn't it? The tithe opens the door to God's blessing, Right? And here's what I say about that. It's the result, not the reason. It's the result of our tithing, not the reason for our tithing. God's blessing comes as a result. It's not our motivation. Our motivation is loving obedience, right? And so just know, but it does. I, I, I mean, I, I hope we continue to say the good news that it does open the door and it's incredible. I reach, here's the next one. I return the tithe. Everybody say return. And I give my offerings. I return the tithe and I give my offerings. That's generosity, my offerings. So I gave the example of I borrowed your truck, I used your vehicle for a week. I return that to you. If I return it to you with a $250 holiday gift, gift, gift card for gasoline, how many of you know that's generosity? Right? Try it. More people will loan you their cars. But anyways, hey, that's, that was bonus material right there, right? That's free. The tithe is that way. I return the tithe, I give my offerings. My generosity, here's the next one. My generosity beyond the tithe is at my discretion. It's at my discretion. So when I move past the tithe and I move to generosity, and I've already talked about this, that how, how I love Emmanuel Kingdom Builders because I love that there's just so many quality ministries that Jane and I can align our lives and our generosity to, but it's at our discretion. So I return the tithe but generosity, and where do I give to this? And again, uh, the, we have the next generation. We have Emmanuel Leadership College. We have North Central University. We have 100 plus missionaries all around the world. And, and we're building churches in, in, in India. We're building churches in Egypt. We're doing things in the Middle, ne- Middle East, in the cities of Minneapolis. And there's so many things going on. I, I love that. It's at my discretion. One caveat, we're to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And if we listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will keep talking to us. So just listen. As we get ready for miracle offering, just listen. Just ask God. And just listen as we step into that, that adventure. Here's another one. Don't embrace what's the minimum thinking. I just throw that in quick. Don't embrace what's the minimum. What's the minimum? Don't embrace that kind of thinking. The question, hey, what's the minimum? Usually when I have conversations, and I have a lot of conversations with people regarding generosity and giving over the years, and well, is it this, or is it this, or is it net, or is it gross, or some of that is the minimum thinking. When really just remember God's heart for us is to pour out his blessing, honor giving, and honor generosity in such an incredible way. So just, just, don't, just don't hold on too, too tight. A few years ago, I think it was three or four years ago, Jane and I led a missions team to the island, the nation of the Philippines. And we flew into Manila, but then we went off to this other really small island. Uh, we were in villages. Our team was doing incredible work. And that Sunday morning, uh, I preached along with part of the team in this very, very small, rural, poor 
Filipino church. There's probably 60, 70 people there. And, um, and so we had, did, we had did that after service, after preaching there. They, they kind of love to get together. They love to host people and have a little lunch with the pastors and the leaders um, of the church and our team that was, that was together. And here's what they told us for lunch, they, just so we'd be prepared. They said, Pastor, prepare that lunch is normally rice, gravy, water, and laughter because they didn't have a lot, but they still had this incredible joy. So we kind of prepared for rice, gravy, and water. We all sat down. We were all prepared for a really simple lunch. We're in the Philippines, we're in this small community. They proceeded to bring out bottles of Coke, bottles of purchased water, roasted chicken, fresh vegetables, then three cakes. <laughs> They were smiling and happy, excited to host and bless us wealthy Americans. And man, it, it rocked me when it happened. And I clearly felt God speak to me this word. I felt like God said to me, Darren, I want you to give this way. This way. Give this way, where it's this, they're laughing and giggling and joyful as they're hosting us. And God's like, Darren, I, wa I want you to give this way, which leads me to my final point. It's this, God, God doesn't need my tithe, God wants my heart. God doesn't need my tithe, God wants my heart. That's what he wants. And that's the heart of living on mission for God, saying, God, I'm going after you. I'm gonna serve you. I'm gonna worship you. God, I want Missio Day. I want to do what you've called me to do. And it is a joy, Emmanuel. It's a joy to give to God. It's a joy to share his love with people. It's a joy to worship God. Come on, right? It's a joy to be in God's presence. Amen. Yeah, you can clap for that too. It's so good. So here's what I want to ask you. God, just, just as a reminder, as we take all of that in, Emmanuel, all locations, online, every one of us, who's ready, who desires God to use you to fuel his mission? Missio Dei. Don't feel pressure. Feel excited. God, how do you want to use me? Do you want to send me on a Kingdom Builders team? Do you want me to send me downtown as an outreach? Do you want me to go through growth track and step in to serve and lead other people to Jesus? What do you, God, what do you want me to do to fuel your mission, the mission of God in my world? And God wants to speak to us. God wants to give us those directions. You know why? Because he looks at us and says, you're ready. He looks at us and he smiles and gets excited that he gets to use you and you and you and you and you in the balcony and you in the balcony, every one of us in the production booth, in the back, on the platform, on the keyboard. He wants to use all of us. All of us. So here's what I want to ask you. We're going to do two moments of prayer here. The first one, I felt really strong that we're supposed to do this this weekend. And I would invite everybody at all of our locations to do this. I know it's maybe all of us in the room, but here's the question. If you desire for God to use you to fulfill and to fuel his mission in the earth, I want you to stand to your feet. I know there's a little peer pressure, like why wouldn't I stand? That's okay, but I just invite you to. 
I want you to open your hands like this. If you're at a location, if you're, if you're joining us online, would you just open your hand like this? Father, in Jesus' name, we pray as the family of God at Emmanuel, and we just say, Lord, that we desire to be used by you. We thank you for all the things you've done in our life in the past, and we wanna now share it with others. We wanna be used by you in our generosity, in our giving, in our serving, in so many areas of our lives. We want to be on mission with you. We want the, our fuel, our nourishment to be acting on the mission of God, Missio Day. So our hands are open, and Holy Spirit, we say yes. And we do it with a smile on our face because you're such a good God. And we say yes to the mission of God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Come on, let's give God one more hand of praise. Thank you for listening to Emmanuel Today. To learn more about the many ministry opportunities we have throughout the week, be sure to check out emmanuelcc.org.